Hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Market on 107.5 FM. The Return by the band Pali Noir from the album The Return 2006 and by the way just to, just to give a shout out for the band members Slavic uh, Seminek on guitar Greg Turnowski on the saxophone and his brother Peter Turnowski on clarinet thank you very much for letting us use your music um, for today's episode and speaking about The Return we have the return of the of the ECA the European Career Association so could you please uh, introduce yourself this is not the first time You're here after six episodes last year, so really, welcome back. Thank you. It's really great to be back. Uh, so I'm Lila Luhtanen. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Blue and Yellow blog, which is part of the ECA. And now I'll introduce the guest. So go ahead. Hi, my name is Beatriz Santos-Mayo. I'm a writer in the Blue and Yellow blog, and I'm really happy to be here. Hello. I'm Nurbolat Kambekov, and I'm also part of the Blue and Yellow block, and really excited to be here as well. And I'm Nikodem Bielkowski. I'm a plus one tonight. I'm a founder and former uh, active member of ECA. And yeah, for me, it's the third time now, and it's absolutely fantastic to be back here. Thank you. Yeah, it's really great to be here. And what we're talking about is a topic that's quite prominent this year and also very important to particularly the young people in Maastricht and in Europe all around. So maybe Nurbolat, you want to introduce our topic? Yep. So our the today's topic is the European Year of Youth. And uh, we'll describe um, few initiatives and implications that it might have for all of us. Uh, but apart from that, um, the European Year of Youth was um, part of the European Year's program, which is essentially initiatives to promote awareness among certain topics and For this year, the European Commission has chosen um, youth as a main topic for the year, um, and it will be providing um, a lot of resources to programs um, associated with youth support and so on. Yeah, exactly. Does someone else have anything to elaborate on that topic? Yeah, also it has been highlighted uh, the whole this year uh, that we have to construct a better future for the young generation that is more is greener, more inclusive and digital. So that three objectives were the main objectives of the whole year. Yes, and those are exactly the topics we want to focus on today. So a digital Europe, more inclusive Europe, greener Europe, and also, yeah, just focusing on what the events have been and what's the future for the youth of Europe. Mm-hmm. And who better to focus on such topics than ECA, which is a student association, that, that, that we have to mention that as well. And yeah, but it's not only the ECA members, it's of course every single student in Maastricht that, 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 and every part of the youth nowadays in Europe that's directly influenced by, 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 the, by what the Commission has decided to focus on this year. And that's why we wanted to bring this topic a bit more closer to to the listeners and also to well every single student in Maastricht, especially ECA members, of course. And yeah, that's basically what we're going to be focusing on today. And I think it's very important that the Commission has chosen this, or chosen this group, which is the youth of the EU as the high, or like to be highlighted this year since COVID has hit young people 
maybe not the most, but in a significant way. So just for the youth of EU to see what the opportunities are and what the possibilities in the EU are for them and what activities they can take a part of. Yeah, exactly. The whole activities of this year were mainly focused on the opportunity to learn as well as connect with others and participate in activities around the world that the, Europe, the, the European Union organized for the young people. So it has been a really good year for us. Yes, exactly. It's also been a very good, great year for ECA to be part of the European Year of Youth and organizing activities in that field. It's been really great, I would say. And also, uh, if you want to hear after the podcast, like a, or after the show, like a condensed version, also on the Blue and Yellow website, you can find an article written by Leonie Kluver, who's also a co-editor-in-chief, uh, who has written a great article on this topic as well. I think it's maybe also important before we commence the, 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 the topics, and more in particular, I think it's important to notice that any view that's expressed here, um, it's a view based on our personal opinions. So I think there's um, a certain degree of bias for sure, given that we're young people and we also basically specialize in many similar um, yeah, fields, let's put it this way. But yeah, it's it, we're all leaving this for people to interpret and it's I think it's just important to think about these topics and to bear in mind that this is also considering the, the youth, which is the future of Europe in the end. So this is, I think, a topic that's very up-to-date, it's very contemporary, and it's very important for us to, to focus on these um, issues that we're going to be discussing today. Yeah, basically, at the end, uh, the objective of all of this is engage, connect, and empower the uh, future generation of the European Union. So it's really good to talk about it and to inform our fellow students and also the our fellow European um, members, let's say like that, that basically a European Union is taking care of us and giving us these opportunities. So now we're going to listen to some more music and afterwards we'll focus on one of the key topics highlighted by the Commission, which is inclusivity for the European Year of Youth. <laughs>
everyone. We're back to talk about the European Year of Youth. And what we're focusing on on this part is about inclusivity, which is one of the targets highlighted by the Commission as part of the European Year of Youth. So maybe we can start with talking about inclusivity and also maybe the European Youth Goals, which are part of this. Right, so I think as um, we've already mentioned, we'll slightly go over the European Youth Goals. And those were, um, those are actually quite interesting because they were formulated um, with a lot of input from the actual European youth in mind. There's um, 11 goals overall, and they cover various different aspects of what life is like for European youth. There's a lot to do with learning, employment, mental health, um, and also the job opportunities and initiatives in general. Um, I think throughout the podcast, we'll mention quite a few of those goals and we'll relate back to them. Yeah, exactly. I think that the uh, 11 goals that the European Union has done for this year and for the young people in general, uh, they are really inclusive and really focusing on the problems of now, not the typical problems that the, uh, the young people had. They add also the mental health and well-being that they already touched with EU Compass previous years, but this year in all the activities they have done, they have uh, pursued that objective of mental health and well-being and especially make the young people go out and discover world. Yeah, I think we can speak on behalf of majority of the of the youth of the young people nowadays that that especially after COVID and after the recent developments in the world what's, what's been happening. Um, yeah, the, the fifth point of European Youth Goals, which is mental health and well-being, I think that's a very vital point um, for the lawmakers and for the legislators to focus on, as to provide for the youth to actually have access to um, proper mental health. Um, well care basically in very simple words and then and then just to provide the the, the, the necessary facilities for people to actually um, to be able to to reach out for help if they need it you know that's that's I think you know after COVID especially the first the first wave you know when we were stuck at home work was from home studying was from home it, it was something completely new and it, and it took its toll on mental health for sure so that's I think a very important part to focus on it and it's good that as being that, is, that we're talking about this you know because that's yeah, probably one of the most important parts for us to develop properly you know yeah also as well as the third objective that is inclusive societies basically a european union is uh, formed by 27 states member states so basically i think that that one uh, was included there because um there is not only French or Spanish or Germans, there is also Romanian, there is also um, Finland, Finnish people. So, yeah, I think that a, it was really good to have that objective and they did pretty well with all the activities that they have done. Exactly. I think um, what's also fascinating about, about the youth goals is that they, um, in, um, at their core, really, they really connect well to the other initiatives. So I think the inclusive societies that you've already mentioned um, they go so well with um, EU diversity chapters, which has been previously conducted throughout um, all of the European um, member states um, and included collaboration with the public um, as well as the private sector um, and worked on including different minorities within those societies. Yeah, I mean, in general, the, the, the whole topic of inclusivity prefers, of course, to the third point of European youth goals, which is literally just inclusive societies. But in general, like the, the EU values stand on the basis of um, united unity, you know. So it, it means we have 27 member states, as you already mentioned, and it's it's a very it's a very diverse group of people with different cultures, religions. That the inclusivity part of this is that. Um, you don't always look at yourself as a, as a Polish person, as a Finnish person, as a, as a German person. It's, it's more about being European as well, because we are uniting from the from the more let's say broader spectrum in this essence. Because you know what, what is what, what is it to be European? What is to be part of Europe? You know. So this is also something I think that that the Commission also wanted to to, to put forward um, for the years to come, not only now but for the years to come, for for to sort of plant the seed of of people thinking that this is the. Um, that they, they they would more identify a little bit more European rather than just you know connected to your own nation. 
I think that's a very interesting point also because <clears throat> uh, throughout the COVID and now the economic crisis, kind of this social occlusion has grown. So with the EUU strategy, one of the key focuses has been to like build this active citizenship and social inclusion and also just solidarity among all young people in the EU. So it is this cohesiveness of the EU rather than just seeing it as individuals of certain nationalities or certain countries. Yeah, and also we don't have to forget about the second objective of equality of all genders. Uh, we are living in a really modern society and I think that um, the young generations are the ones that are defending now the in uh, inclusivity and equality in all genders. So uh, have that objective in there. It seems that the European Union is actually working for, uh, for us and constructing a better future with equality and with no difference, even though you are wherever you want to be. <laughs> exactly, and I think the, the, the whole idea of inclusivity in general um, makes sense with the European Year of Youth, because youth is making up nearly um, a third of the EU population as of now. So our today's topic is um, quite related to inclusivity. Yeah, and I think also with just the programs and everything, it has been really like trying to strive towards inclusivity and just kind of building up young people in this way and there's been really interesting initiatives such as the Erasmus Plus program which I think is quite common for everyone and also for me I'm going on exchange and going to be an Erasmus student and this is something quite a lot of young people do and with their they have focused that roughly one out of three participants of the Erasmus program will be young people with fewer opportunities in the EU so these maybe marginalized use. Yeah, also with uh, the different activities that they have done, they include young people to influence in the different uh, political actions that the European Union, the European Parliament are doing. So we have the opportunity also to influence the European politics. Yeah, I think that's very cool for us to have the power and the say if you think of legislation such as the Green Deal is the one that most affects the young people and the future generation so for us to have a voice in that is very very yeah, we, important we can also have to in essence um not enhance but encourage younger people to also engage politically and you know to engage and actually trying to put forward what what's on our agenda you know as well not only on the agenda of the older generations but what's for us important right now it has to be talked about and has to be implemented in the future as well so that's also i think like the to sum up very shortly, I think. Yes, so with this, we're wrapping up this section about inclusivity, and then with the next section, we're moving on to talking more about Green EU and what it means for the youth. But in the meanwhile, we're going to listen to some more music.
everyone, we're back, and that was Feel the Heat by Bala Noir, and it kind of relates to our topic now, which is the green EU as uh, combating climate change and global warming, so maybe uh, Beatrice, you can start by talking about it, because you have a personal experience relating to what the EU offers in regards to young people and green EU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the European Union has uh, the European Green Green Deal that basically this year uh, we were, the European Youth Year were more focused on and is basically the, uh, really briefly, the obvious were uh, not net emissions of uh, uh, to the greenhouse, also economic growth, as well as no person left and no country left behind. And uh, one of my personal experience is that the EU over this year, as well as other years, Discover EU that were basically a program that you can have the objective to win uh, the sorry <laughs> the like you win uh, the Discover Europe tickets that were basically a ticket that is valid for a month and the aim is travel by train around Europe and you can uh, visit several countries. Personally, we did the with my family, well, with my sisters, we did uh, the Baltic. But also you can do the typical one to Paris or uh, to Hungary, Austria. So it was really nice um, for me. It was a really good um, experience also because we have the opportunity to learn about other European cultures. Uh, we predominantly travel by, tr uh, by train, but we also have the opportunity to have different discounts in museums, in um, also uh, in the bus, in the... Um, in the in the boat, so it was really green because we only travel by, by train, and we uh, reduced emissions by car, the emissions by plane. It was only by train. Discovered the different uh, cities like Lithuania, Latvia, and for me it was a really good experience. And I think that the, all the objectives of the European Green Deal were fulfilled in my experience, and I obviously recommend it. And as well as stay in tune because probably. In the next few weeks, you will have an article in the blue and yellow talking about uh, the Discover Europe tickets, but as well as this year, this amazing green year that the European Union has bring to us. I think one of the aspects that you sort of mentioned and I found interesting was the means of transport, because actually I think 2021 was the European year of rail. So I think a lot of the effort that the European Commission is making is um, really well connected so they are thinking of the new ways of transport so and as we know rail is really sustainable as well it is uh, one of the safest ways to travel second to only um, only to airplanes and yeah but talking about airplanes uh, as much as they're safe they also produce the, the largest carbon footprint there is when, when it comes to the most let's say typical means of transport and it's the fact that you can that you can make use of the the rather vast railway system of Europe, you can travel. Of course, it's going to take a little bit more time, but it's also beautiful because you can see exactly where you're traveling. You can see the, 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 the you know the landscapes and everything. And I think I think it's a very good way of of communicating, um, especially with 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 actions such as Discover EU. You know, it's, it's a fantastic initiative that allows younger people to um, well to, to to actually discover where they live. You know. Because you usually take it for granted, you know. Even if you live like I am myself, a victim, well, a victim, but I am. Um, that's not the word that I wanted to use. I am actually at fault because you know I haven't traveled through Poland that often um, with a train, and I, and I feel that's that's partially my fault that I should have done it before. Because when I went like across, let's say central Poland by train, like the the, the views you get from there are magnificent, you know. So you can of course travel by plane, but for it to be way greener and way more sustainable and and also well good for you and good for your eyes because you're going to see something very nice on the way you know exactly what one of my favorite medium of transport is a train and i really love the views i had from the train when i was traveling in the baltic so for me it was a really good experience also it fulfilled the one of the objectives that are like promoting fresh air, clean water, biodiversity. So I also have the opportunity as a South European person to see what is going on in the uh, in the north of Europe. So it was really nice experience, and I completely recommend it. Do you know a bit about the application process for the next 
round of applications for Discover EU? Yeah, it's going to be in March 2023 and it's going to be with the, uh, for the people that is going to be 18 next year. Uh, you have to be for a European country, but also you can be from Liechtenstein, Norway, also uh, Serbia or Turkey, and uh, you can apply and basically it's fulfilling a test about like basic information about the European Union. And it's really nice, like, and you have to wait like three months and you get it, hopefully. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds really great. Maybe I'll apply as well then. But next, we're going to listen to some more music and then we're going to talk about digital EU. So moving more into the modern era. <laughs> back <laughs> and we're gonna talk about digital Europe and this is also an exciting topic for today because the Digital Services Act was just adopted today so it's a very prominent topic but maybe Nurbalat you can explain a bit more about this section since you are writing an article on it. Yep exactly um, I'm actually focusing on the Horizon Europe which would be mainly tackling um, research and innovation, but also in a digital way, since a lot of the things are going digital. So it's, um, for now, just to like briefly explain it, it's um, a program that would be actually funded with more than 90 billion euros, so it's kind of a big deal. Um, and it would um, tackle a lot of the issues within technologies um, and research development um, in Europe. So 
um, my article will actually talk about it in comparison with other countries. And I think um, as of now, Europe um, is sort of struggling with the technological process um, and making progress and so on. Um, and it would be quite important to for Horizon Europe to support initiatives, um, small and big, um, and fund them with subsidies so that Europe could foster its growth, but also grow sustainably um, and implement new technologies within. Yeah, also there is some actions that the European Union has done. For example, EUDES, that it was launched in 1994, and it's basically a network of employment service and is designed to facilitate uh, the young people to work in the European Union and give them the same opportunity without uh, like consulting the language and the cultural differences. It's more like a networking of uh, jobs that you can apply and the European Union is the one that has it. So it's really nice. I think what's um, also interesting about Euros is that it sort of promotes this idea of mobility and also unifies Europe as a whole. And I think youth currently um, is the least um, Euro-skeptic group of population within the EU. I think um, there's uh, more than 80% of the approval among youth. So I think it's very important for young people to be able to work and facilitate um, their activities easily within the EU. Yeah, exactly. Like also, the one of the uh, two of the objectives of uh, the this year was employment for all and quality of learning. So I think that with the different digital uh, activities and promoting these type of things that the European Union is doing, they are fulfilling completely this. And the younger generations are now in social media and more into technologies that they were in the past. So I think that the European Union using the digital society that we have right now. Uh, they are promoting themselves. I think it's very important to understand that, uh, like for example, the job market and in, in general the way we study or the way we we we, we work, uh, it's going to be completely switched over in the next, yeah, you know, next decades basically because of, as we saw already with COVID, um, hybrid work or fully online work is more than um, possible. So you can see it nowadays. People don't really go back to the office, let's say, five times a week. You have you can work from home. You can work in, in a hybrid um, way. We had Zoom. We had Microsoft Meets. We had Google Meets. Whatever they're called. The, the, the amount of the amount of different um, ways in which people can can work with with each other, regardless of where they live. This is going to be the future of how we work. So focusing on the digitalization of work, of employment, and also of education. We studied well. It depends how you view it. Perhaps for some people it was better. For some people it was worse. But in the end, at some point, it's going to be to be the future. You already have um, even bachelors and, and specifically masters that are offered fully online, you know, and it, it allows you not only to well, to be whatever you want in the world, but you can also mix it with work. For example, it's also possible. So the amount of I think I think the fact that uh, we're moving swiftly towards more digitalized work work environment and also the educational part of things, I think is opening more doors rather than it's closing them. So. In the end, this is going to be our future, so we have to sort of get used to it and adapt to it, you know. Yeah. Also, when I was uh, showing w which activities the young year has uh, is like offering us, I saw that like half of them or three, uh, uh, two, four parts of uh, of them, they were offering also online. So I can also join activities that they were going on in Poland, for example. So it was really nice. As well as after we will talk about the A. The E, e so um, they also uh, promote all the activities online, and as well as whole, the whole process for Discover Europe and also to apply for a job or Erasmus is online. So I think it's really nice because uh, every like the European young people has access to internet, so it's pretty easy to do everything by uh, internet instead of going to the, to your embassy in different country to do something. Or to European Union. Yeah, that's that's the future. It's simple as that. You know, this is how we're going to be functioning in the future. You know, even when you look at job market nowadays, when you you know we used to advertise stuff on TV, we used to advertise stuff on on the radio as well. Nowadays, we're not, we're we still have, of course, the, the more traditional um, ways of 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 yeah of, of basically advertising. 
But nowadays we move into TikTok, we move into Instagram. This is everything is very much digital, and this is again going to be the future. You know, we have podcasts. It's a new form of a radio, I think. Uh, I dare to say, and it's 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 yeah. People are still enjoying this, so so it, we're probably going to be developing in a sense that we're going to be um, using way more um, digital means. But at the same time, we're still you know we're here at the radio, so there's we we are enjoying the same. Um, media that we used to enjoy before so it's also part of digitalization I think yeah definitely so so far we've talked about inclusivity we talked about you being green and also digital EU so we've nicely wrapped up on what the essence of the year has been and what has been highlighted on the slogan and next we'll talk more about the past events and specifically past ECA events and what the future might be so before that we'll listen to some songs
Hello, we're back. And so we've been talking about the European Year of Youth and what the goal objectives have been. And also throughout the year, there's been thousands of activities hosted, such as panel talks and workshops and contests by the EU. And also what the EU tends to do throughout the year is cooperate with different organizations and associations to host all these events. And actually, ECA is one of the European Year of Youth stakeholders. And what these stakeholder organizations do is contribute to co-creation and implementation of the European Year of Youth and organize activities linked to these objectives we've been talking about and just promote youth participation throughout the EU. And what these uh, organizations do as well is represent their organizations and interest in meetings at the EU U level and what the ECA has done is host multiple events in 2022 as part of the EYY. So for example, there's been a movie screening called Notes from Brussels and there's been loads of special events such as Media at the EU, Careers in European Journalism and also Consultancies in EU Policymaking where Ads Insight was presenting their organization. So there's been loads of exciting opportunities on part of ECA as well. And in fact, we also participated in the EYE. So maybe Nico, you were there, so you can talk a bit more about it. Yeah, I was one of the lucky people who got to go to Strasbourg. Um, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Um, we had a whole ECA delegation. We also organized um, like a, um, uh, a sort of an event within EYE. So we we're actually part of the, the organizing team. Um, yeah, it was. It, it had everything you could you could expect for an event though, on such scale to have. You know, you had everything from um, more cultural um, events to 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 inclusivity to Green Deal to meetings with MEPs. There was a speech by the the, the, the former late president of the Parliament, David Sassoli. So that was um, absolutely filled with 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 very important, very interesting, and 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 and. Um, What's the word? My goodness, I forgot the word. Um, a very interesting people. Let's put it. Let's put it uh, simplest. Um, and yet, the, it 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 spent a thing across three days, and the the variety of different events that you could take part in, uh, be it from panel discussions to just literally just lectures and and just much, like gigantic amount of interesting um, stuff you could have done there, and. Hopefully, um, well, the next EYE 2023 is going to be happening, I think, in June. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. we can we can we can figure something else so we could um, be a part of this as well. And but regardless of that, I, I strongly recommend anyone to 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 go once they can, if they have an occasion because it's a really um, it's a really interesting and, and a very enlightening experience when you when you go there and you meet like-minded people. It's 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 really really um, a very enriching experience for anyone, I think. So I strongly recommend that to, to, to join. And of course, if, if CA does anything to it, then, you know, we're the best, of course. So you know who to join if you if you want to be a part of this. And, and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, at least we're planning to be at the European Youth Event, so stay tuned for that. And also another exciting event that we're going to be hosting is part of the European Year of Youth and this is kind of a teaser since uh, there's not information yet online or it hasn't been promoted yet so stay tuned but we're gonna host an event with Plamen Angelov so the head of activity for Justice and Home Affairs Unit at EDPBS on December 8th so this is an open event available for everyone who signs up so stay tuned for that essentially and yeah, I think we were very efficient, weren't we? <laughs> we were really, really efficient today. So I think I think we still have some time to talk about. Um, well, anything that we skipped? Did we skip anything? Yeah. What I'd like to at least well. promote is our amazing writers' articles, who will that will be coming out at the end of the month, at least. So stay tuned to Blue and Yellow, at least on socials. Also, ECA Maastricht on Instagram and Blue and Yellow on Instagram. We finally have our own Instagram, so follow that. So. There you'll see when we come out with new articles. Also, uh, talking about ECA Instagram, they just 
a few days ago, they uh, posed uh, our night poll. So if you don't have nothing to do in this raining day, join ECA this today to do poll. <laughs> so <laughs> when we practice this before it, it 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 actually rhymed. It actually rhymed. No. It actually rhymed. Yeah. yeah. But Nevertheless, yeah. we're gonna host a pool event tonight where Nico, our expert pool Hell yeah. artist, <laughs> will show us his skills. So if you don't have anything to do, join us at Snooker Centrum. Snooker Centrum, yeah. At eight. At eight. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. So thank you for hosting us once again and it was a very nice to be here. I need to I need to plug one more thing. And uh, that's 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 uh, it's a shameless plug from my side because I, I I spoke to my boss today and I told him that I would say hi for, to him. So hello, Tony, <laughs> from Vicar Cabinet. Uh, we love you as well, and I send kisses and regards. <laughs> Fantastic! Thank you so much indeed for uh, for joining us in the studio today, ECA Maastricht, and um, yeah, that was a really nice show. I have to say, um, talking about the year of the youth, um, yeah, and digitalization and so on. Before we go, a few more announcements about on our cultural agenda. So on the 18th, by the way, we've got uh, a jam session in this building, uh, 18th, that is on Friday. That is the Bankas Ticket Jam Sessions and at 8 o'clock. And at 9 o'clock, there is um, a live band called Soul Town at Lan Bo Balang, uh, also on the 18th. And on the Saturday, we have Hot Stuff with Disco Patrick and Fleur de Bonner uh, at Geldertje. Um, which is in the backside of uh, the Landboy Belong. And if that is not your thing, there's also Miriam Kovachev and the Giant Beat uh, as part of the, the Bad Night uh, on the 19th upstairs, which will be followed by some very heavy techno. And last but not the least, uh, thank you very much, RTV Maastricht, um, for letting us use your studios at Bunker Studios. And most importantly here, a, a massive shout out to Theo Verstappen. Uh, who is who will be retiring from RTV after 14 years and also helping us coordinate um, all our activities with RTV and um, yeah, letting us be on air, giving students a voice. Thank you very much for tuning in and stay tuned because in the next hour we have the JHHW in the studio so um, you'll be hearing some, some fantastic tunes as well. In the meantime, enjoy this uh, lovely tune called Gin and Tonic uh, on a rainy day. <laughs> um, bye-bye.